boys have been historically known to try to get into girls' pants. This is what they want to do. <laughs> boys want the sex. They want a full handful right. of the brushular area. And then they want some more. The Mock and Daisy Common Sense Cast. Can I get a little bit of that common sense? <laughs> For those of you who can't see us right now, Mock is trying to cop a feel on me. We got to talk about these comments that we are getting on the iTunes podcast yeah. of the Mock and Daisy Common Sense Cast. I'm so delighted with these. I know. I know we're supposed to be like all self we're usually self-deprecating and we're usually like (laughs) but these are like the greatest comments ever yeah apparently we are the shit and we had no idea (laughs) so these are wonderful and you know what this is a great reminder that if you're listening and you're enjoying the mock and daisy common sense cast please leave a comment on the itunes podcast uh, page because it's so helpful and it it really makes us feel all the warm and fuzzy it really does want to like rub the those right in. And it's, it's awesome because we usually get hate mail. <laughs> right. So if you can, so this if you can offset. Yeah, this is so much better than hate mail. <laughs> it really is. So, it's so if, nice. If you can leave a comment, this is this is wonderful. You should read a couple of. Them. Yeah. So of the well, comments? I love this one. It says, "Mock and Daisy feel like my cool older sisters that I desperately want to be part of their conversation. So I end up just talking out loud to myself wherever I happen to be listening. And I will forgive that person for saying older. <laughs> I mean, I. You could have left out I mean, older. let's face it, we are pretty old. But we are old, and I get it. I mean, I get what that person did there. I love that. I love that someone uh, used as their, their headline of their comment, if you will. They said, I love y'all's podcast so y'all can say all the things. All the things. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for the laughs. They said it's not the 13th circle of hell. It, yeah. That, which is very sweet. I always say that Twitter is the 13th circle of hell, because <laughs> it is. It is the 13th. But our podcast is not. No, our podcast is definitely not. It's not even a circle of hell. No, it's nowhere near hell. <laughs> Nowhere near it. All right. So make sure if you haven't subscribed, you do subscribe. You can go to our website, chicksontheright.com. Click on our cartoon faces. There's all different kinds of ways to subscribe. If you don't like iTunes, you have other options. We're in places that I didn't even know we were. Okay. (laughs) You don't even know those platforms existed. I still don't even know what some of those platforms are. (laughs) So just subscribe, y'all. And then you get like a little notification that we're there. I mean, I get a notification. I'm like, oh, look. Yeah. Look, there we are. I love that. It's so cool. You can't forget it. Yeah. You can't forget about us. Exactly. You cannot forget about your older sisters. That's right. right. And if you are a person who happens to be of advanced years. Like us. Like us. Mm -hmm. Then you probably remember or you grew up with... The movie Grease. I love that movie. It came on probably like a week and a half, two weeks ago in my house. And I wanted my nine-year-old to watch it. And then my husband reminded me, he was like, it's, there's some, probably some themes in here. Some adult themes. Some adult themes. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I, I watched this movie when I was about, what, six or seven. My mom took me to see this movie, which just shows what kind of a parent she was. <laughs> I mean, she was one of those she free range. No, yeah, she didn't know. And then I watched it, and I was okay. I mean, I turned out all right. You know. Well, if anything, yes. I mean, there are adult themes, but I think that helps open up conversations with your kids about themes that parents should be the one explaining, and not they shouldn't be getting it from other places. Yeah, because right? that's back in the day when people parented. Right, that's, that was old in the world like a, as a whole. But the reason I bring up Greece is because there's the scene, and it's a pretty famous scene of when Danny Zuko and what was Living Newton John's character. Sandy. Sandy and Sandy uh-huh. were at the drive-in, mm-hmm. and Danny Zuko puts the moves 
on Sandy. He copped a feel. He tried to cop a feel. He tried to do and that. And he did it in the most ridiculous way, right? Like he's got the whole arm around uh-huh. her and then he's he'd like hover hands. For those of you who can't see us right now, Mock is <laughs> trying to cop a feel on me. That's what she's <laughs> <laughs> He's got the hover hands over her back. The hover hands. And she sees it, right? She's looking at his shaky hand oh like, what are you doing? How many times has a guy <laughs> tried to do hover hands on you? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, but- like in the movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm trying to reach for the popcorn. <laughs> I'm just going to be all hover stealth hands. about it. Yeah. And so, obviously, when he finally made the grab, mm-hmm. she was mortified and she was like, yeah. And she slapped him. She tossed her that piece of tin ring that he gave her yeah. back at him. Uh-huh. And obviously it was this massive fail. Yeah. But the point out of that story is that she said no. Uh-huh. And he stopped. Yeah. And then on the first day of school, when they got the first day of school, all of his friends were asking, hey, did you get some? <laughs> did you get, what'd you do this summer, man? You get some? And they were all talking about, did you get some play over mm-hmm. the summer? You know why? Because boys have been historically known to try to get into girls' pants. This is what they want to do. <laughs> boys want the sex. This is what they want. Especially teenage boys. They want, they got the hormones going. Girls do too. Mm-hmm. But the boys, you know, they got the hormones going and they want, the, instead of just the hover hand, they want a full handful right. of the brushular area. And then they want some more. This and is what I'm boys not, want. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to sound like I was a slut. In the high school. Oh, she was a, a total slut. Because I wasn't slut. at all. She was a but total slut. But I also would have been disappointed to some degree if guys didn't try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a point where you're on a date or whatever, and you expect them to make a move. Yeah. And in many cases, you want them to make a move. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because... And if, they, and if they didn't, they probably are now gay. <laughs> right. And that's okay. Right. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but I... Yeah, I mean, that... That actually has happened to me. <laughs> but I mean, couple. isn't this a rite of passage in yeah, some ways? Yeah, it's a rite of passage. The guys try, and then you, and then if a, you say no, if, if you, most most girls go through this, where you're just like, okay, I'm either not you're into it or you're not. You're into it or you're not, and you say no, and that's that, right? But now. It's a whole new world, you guys. <laughs> so thanks to the Me Too movement, which is now two years old. I mean, really, about it's this two. time, two it months is, it ago, is. or two years ago. Yeah, it is exactly around two years old. Now there's a whole new world of consent. And I mean a whole new world. Like it is no longer a guy makes a move and the girl's job is to either allow it or to brush it off mm-hmm. or to say no. Now you got to have like apps you got to have signed, notarized consent forms. Like in triplicate. <laughs> and your lawyer has to be part of it. And like, he's got to have a lawyer. And you know, when 14-year-olds start having lawyers, I don't know what's going on. It's <laughs> and really now, weird. And the conversations I think parents are having with their kids is entirely different. Because mm-hmm. I know in my household with my parents growing up, this was not something they talked about. They didn't talk no. about you know, dates and like guys making the moves on you. Now it is all I can talk about with my 14 year old son. I think with my parents, it was just don't be a whore. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Don't get, don't be a whore and don't get pregnant. Don't do that. You know, just don't. That was basically the conversation in my house. And I'm not trying to belittle it. I'm just saying that that was the expectation in my house. Yeah. Just don't but, do those things. Like it's, I, I mean, I probably shouldn't out my husband in this way, but he's the kind of dad who talks to his 14-year-old kid about being a lacrosse player and how he's going to get a lot of tail. You know what I mean? He makes yeah. those kinds of jokes with him because that's 
that's what they You're that's totally what guys outing do. Him. I'm totally You're outing totally him as like him. this sexist, misogynist father or whatever. But yeah. I love it. I love that they talk that way because then I have the conversations with my kid about consent and, and about, how scary of a time it yeah, is right now uh-huh. to be a young boy. And how you have to get everything in triplicate. <laughs> you have to get everything in triplicate. Uh-huh. And it's just a very strange um, movement that happened. And if you recall, two years ago, the way that the Me Too movement started was, of course, Alyssa Milano hashtagged it, right? And mm-hmm. so everybody listens to Alyssa Milano. And then there's like the Ashley Judd and the Harvey Weinstein and all that stuff exploded. Right. And it was just kind of crazy. And But the problem with it is that it didn't start... At what it, The way that Alyssa Milano framed it on Twitter when she used the hashtag was that anyone who had been a victim of any kind of literally anything down to a cat, cat call, call yeah. was part of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And they... They used the same hashtag as a woman used who was a victim of a violent rape. Yeah, which I I think is is awful because it diminishes the women and it diminishes rape. Yeah. It diminishes violent rape. Mm-hmm. And that is and that's such a horrible horrible thing that they've done when it comes to that because you getting catcalled on the street is not the same as a violent rape. This I'm, I don't I, I think that's the worst thing the Me Too movement did. Why do I even have to say that out loud? I know, right? But that's what people were doing. People were like, "I was sexually harassed because somebody whistled at me when I was walking down the street, or somebody asked me out and I didn't like that." Yeah, and that is somehow sexual assault to some of these freaks. Well, and and the problem for men, of course, is that how are they to ever know? Yeah, when they're free to like ask a woman out or mm-hmm. when that woman will believe that being asked out is a form of rape because there are women that are really really weird about the definitions of rape yeah. and of violence in any way or of sexual assault they Ashley Judd is a perfect example remember how in her book she said that she was a victim of sexual assault I mean she's been raped and like molested by 17 other people yeah yeah she claims well she claims right but she also said that she was a victim of of, of covert sexual abuse that is her term for it not mine. She said she was a victim of covert sexual abuse because she overheard her parents having having, sex. Yeah. yeah. And that to her is sexual abuse. If that is now a form of sexual assault, I mean, my God, anybody that grew up with thin walls (laughs) has been that I, I'm sorry, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, this is, it is ridiculous. And then the problem became like, and I know you felt this too, because I remember talking about this on our regular radio show on WIBC is that, after a while, like after the Harvey Weinstein story broke, and I mean, he's awful, right? Like, horrible. Yeah, and, and the that's Bill the Cosby thing. I remember us saying and feeling Me Too fatigue. We were like, who's next? Who's next? Yeah. And I stopped caring yeah. about the women's stories. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of us did stop caring, but then there were guys who just stopped. They, they shut down. Yeah. They shut down and they stopped, um, they stopped talking to women. They stopped interacting with women because they were just afraid. I know there are a lot of women, a lot of men in the workplace who were just like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm just done with women because I'm afraid of what's going to happen to me. And then you go into a workplace and nowadays, and listen, I know a lot of people won't say this out loud, but I know that this is a fact that somebody who's an HR man or woman, but mostly men, but man or woman, if you are a person who's an HR and you have the, the choice between a man or a woman who have the same qualifications, but you think, you suspect that this woman may be... Drama? Yeah, may be drama. 
you're going to hire the man right now. And I would do that as a woman HR person. Yeah, because you used to work in HR. I used to recruit. And you may not say that out loud, but I swear this that's one of the backfires of this movement. Yeah, and then <laughs> Sheryl Sandberg, I think, was one woman from Facebook, and then plenty others, who started to complain after several months of this Me Too stuff, they started to complain that men were no longer meeting with them alone yeah. at work. Gee, I wonder why, <laughs> Cheryl. Can you blame them? I mean, of course they're not. Yeah, because, I mean, it could they could walk walk into there are men that wrote us a lot too that were saying that they refused to meet with women alone because they were afraid of what may happen they were afraid if they were in a room with a woman that woman could walk out of that meeting and say anything Anything. and that man could lose his job lose his livelihood lose his family lose everything because all that that woman would have to do is say he sexually harassed me hashtag believe all women yeah and that's the thing is that we've been conditioned to think that you have to believe all women when in fact some of these women are flat out lying yeah and there's been plenty of evidence of that i know people like to say that's just a small fraction of the number of accusations that come out only a small fraction are false well there, there's still that chance, yeah. which is interesting because now, you know, we're in the middle of all this Matt Lauer stuff. We've been in the middle of it for how long? Yeah. Now? I mean, he went he went off the radar for quite some time. Yeah. But now that yeah. Ronan Farrow's book is out and, you know, there's this woman who accuses Matt Lauer of anally raping her, but then going on to have a months long affair with him. This is what. Yeah. And listen, feminists will come after us because they'll say you just don't understand and you're terrible to victims. And I. It's so exhausting. It really is exhausting. But when you see this this woman and listen, okay, so she is or she alleges that she is anally raped by Matt Lauer. Yeah. And then she claims that he asked her, did you like it? And she says, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then they had an affair. I have questions. For months. Why did you say yes? First of all, that's a question. No one's asked for that. No one's. Why did you say yes? First of all. Because asking questions to a victim is victim shaming. Okay. Because, okay. (laughs) But that's, but that's a a legitimate question because I don't understand why you would say yes when in fact it was, you know, it was a horrible thing and you cried and it was awful. You said you cried in your pillow and everything. You could, but you said yes. And then after that, you went back and had a relationship with this individual who, you know, allegedly brutally raped you. Mm -hmm. And multiple sexual encounters after that. Yeah. So it's it's a very... And he had a wife and you had a boyfriend. Right. Which I didn't know that until today. Yeah. Actually, that she Uh also had a... She was essentially having an affair as well. Uh Uh-huh. It wasn't just him cheating on his wife. It was her cheating on her boyfriend. Yeah. So, I mean... And there were several occasions where they had, you know, sexual contact. And they... Yeah, they had... It wasn't just that one time. It was a lot of times. Yeah. And she kept going back and going, going back and going back. And it wasn't that he was forcing her to do that. She was doing it as a willing partner. Right. I mean, she says now that she was never willing, that the entire number of sexual encounters that they had, it was all non-consensual because of his position of power. And so that's what feminists will also try to say. But she didn't work for him. Exactly. And so So, he released a giant statement, as you know, explaining his side of the story, which he hadn't done when the allegations first came out like a year ago. Yeah. Um, And now he went. I mean, he went full fury in his statement. So this is where I get really confused. I get really confused with women as to, you know, where where's the line? Like what is what it to you is rape 
and what's or consent or consent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's probably the better word. But a lot of these women want to craft it because she was in a relationship with this guy, mm-hmm. which I she mean, now says and, is was only transactional, which. Okay. okay. Well, what does that mean to you? Transactional. Well, to her, I think she's trying to say that means that there was never any intimacy. There was never any emotion. We were just having these sexual encounters, which mm-hmm. I didn't really want to have because he was in a position of power. I felt like I had to. I mean, yeah. he's Matt Lauer. This is what feminists will say. Yeah. Is that he automatically was in a position of authority over her, even though she didn't report to him because of who he was as like a giant NBC But don't star. you think that there are a lot of women out there who have relationships who aren't in loving relationships that are in trend that have transactional sexual encounters with like their husbands even yeah that are just not divorced yet or may never get divorced yeah exactly I mean, well and and what was interesting too is that after his statement which by the way i will admit it i read it and i believed every word of it i believed every last word yeah, that he wrote yeah because to me those were what he was saying and how he explained it all seemed very much like Hey, I I really legitimately thought we were in this relationship together, yeah, yeah. and yes, I was a scumbag, and I broke it off with her in a really terrible way, which yeah. was basically and ghosting her. I think her. that's that's an important disclaimer. The guy's an ass. Oh my I mean, god, he's such a jerk, and he is he's no- horrible. He's nothing but a scumbag, and he's a horrible person. And and I make no apologies for the guy. And he was awful to her because he ghosted her and he treated mm-hmm. her like crap. But that doesn't mean that he's a rapist, right? Exactly. That's what I struggle with is is is, is how, his version of the story is so drastically different. Yeah. And yeah. so and li- and listen, I know she's got people who support her and who believe her, and that's fine. But she this is now made public. They have chosen to make this a public spectacle. Mm-hmm. They have to be open to the fact that not everyone is going to be on their exactly, side. and that people are going to question the bits and pieces that they're putting out there, right? And all these these the fresh meat that they're throwing out and the stuff that we hear yeah. every day. Yeah. Now what was really interesting to me about this whole Matt Lauer thing is that remember how Tom Brokaw had an accuser and that was never that's another one of those things where you either believe her you believe him it's never been like a resolved Mm -hmm. sort of thing yeah but after matt lauer released his statement and brooke neville's said oh my god he's totally victim shaming me such a bully Uh this chick linda vester is tom brokaw's accuser she wrote a piece for the daily beast about how awful matt's statement was and one of the things that she wrote about was darvo if you've never heard that term ashley judd throws it around all the time which is you know, I, I, I hate yeah. her with a fury. Yeah, it's it, it was um, it's an academic term. It came from University of Oregon professor Jennifer Freyd and her colleagues. DARVO stands for it's an acronym acronym that stands for deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. Mm-hmm. And so what she writes and what all these women who uh alleged sexual assault say is that this is a common tactic used by sex offenders like Matt, she said. It's right out of a playbook. First he denies, he claims repeatedly that it was totally consensual. Then he attacks her, right? Which is kind of in his statement, that's what he does. He says it was consensual and listen, she got, she was shopping a book deal, she got a payout, she, you know, she was a total whore with me, essentially, right? Like he, she she came on to me. And so, so they're saying, well, what he's doing is is total playbook Darvo, yeah, yeah. and he wants to blame the victim and and paint her to be a slut and slut shame her, and then he makes himself the victim in the yeah, end, right? Yeah. So, okay, 
I, I read that and I was really interested in that whole theory because I've heard this term thrown around a lot by the women, particularly Harvey Weinstein and all the, all and the Me Too people. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the Me Too yeah. people. But then I thought this is so Kavanaugh to me. This is so Brett Kavanaugh because mm-hmm. I thought, how would. OK, so let's say that's true. Let's say that sex sex offenders Darvo, they use this technique. Mm-hmm. What do people who are innocent and falsely accused do? What is their playbook? Yeah, because to me. It's that. It's the same thing. They're going to do the exact same thing if they're innocent. Exactly. So how how do you know that that's like, how do you just So what's the difference? Yeah, yeah, How do you just get to say, point blank, Matt Matt Lauer is a sexual predator Mm -hmm. because he's using Darvo. Well, what would an innocent man say? Yeah. They would say all these exact same things. And the thing is, is I don't think that he is innocent. I still think no. he's. I still think he's a jerk. He's I still think that he did guy. terrible things. You know, I'm not saying that he's innocent. I just don't know if he did anything criminal. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Know? And that's why this is so complicated because is. what is criminal and what is actual sexual assault is going to vary from mm-hmm. woman to woman. Yeah, because right? she, what she's trying to get him for is that one act, that one night. I don't know. Is she trying? Is she filing? I don't a know. Police that's the thing. I don't know. But she's that. That's another question. Is a lot of these women will go after these guys for one particular incident, but they never file a police report. They never do anything where they say, "I want to." You know, I. I don't. They don't want to put them up on criminal because there's a statute of limitations, right? And they'll say, "This guy did this to me 30 years ago. I'm just really mad about it." I would think she's still within her statute. Perhaps five years ago. Perhaps, but I haven't heard anybody say that he's going to be going to jail for this or she's going to attempt to put him in jail for this. So I'm not really sure. If this happened and if she wants to make it a spectacle, why Why? would she not file police charges? Yeah, exactly. That's a very. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But a lot of these women aren't looking for jail time for these guys. You know, the wine in the Weinstein case. Yes, they are. Yeah. But but a lot of these guys who have had their lives ruined, it's just to ruin their lives. Yeah. It's just to ruin their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's so scary about it, because there are whether feminists want to admit to it or not. There are women who levy false accusations against Mm -hmm. men for a variety of reasons, whether they're trying to get a job, whether they're pissed off that then they're scorned because they didn't like a breakup. Yeah, because the guy broke up with them or whatever. And 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 what bothers me, too, is that it's happening a lot on college campuses. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons it's so hard for, you know, like I listen, our boy has grown up and he's in a committed relationship and he's a really good boy. And so we don't worry about our boy. But if I was raising a young boy, I'd be scared to death right now. Well, this is why I'm always having these conversations to counterbalance my husband going, you're going to get a lot of tail on the lacrosse team. (laughs) I got to be the one that says, "Okay, but here's what that really looks like. in real life." I mean, I really you cannot sleep with anyone who does not sign in triplicate. This is you can't. This is the thing. I would be really freaked out because there are. I'm not, listen, I, I'm not saying there are bad boys that do horrible things on college campuses because there are. And girls have, and as a, as a mom of a girl, I'm going to be telling my girl, you need to watch out for scumbags because there are scumbags, right? Mm-hmm. And you need to make sure that if you go out and you go drinking, don't you dare go out alone and you make sure you have your wolf pack of girls around you too. And you make sure, you know, there's all sorts of things that you tell your girls too to, to steer clear of crappy guys. You tell your girl that. Crazy feminists say, I shouldn't have to tell my girl that. That, I should just be able to tell men not to rape. And you're right. That is the, that is the difference. There's a sense of personal accountability, and you can't and you can't get rip roaring drunk and and claim no responsibility yeah. for yourself. You have to just don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Either don't do that, or if you are going to be completely irresponsible and get rip roaring drunk, 
have somebody that is right next to you. Have your best friend right next to you watching your back and taking care of you, which is what I always did when I was in college. Yeah. Because there is some level of responsibility. Yeah. You know, I mean, I always had that. I always had girls who were right next to me. If I was going to be an idiot, they would uh, they would always make sure that I got home Mm -hmm. and that there was nobody there to prey on me. It's just so funny how all these strong, independent women become so victimized by their own behaviors mm-hmm. and never take any accountability for yeah. it. So they're like strong, independent women, but you can't, you're, you're going to say that you're a victim simply because someone has asked you out that you don't find attractive. Yeah. There was a chick on Twitter the other night. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe this. Some, uh, her name was Mallory and she tweeted something to, it was an open letter, like an open tweet to all men in America that said, dear men of America, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front oh, of me. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm, I am already, I'm already irritated. She said something like, if I'm sitting alone at a bar, it does not give you free license to come up and talk to me. Signed, all women. No. And I was like, uh-uh. oh, no, you didn't. First of all, you're sitting at a bar. <laughs> the That's most a- social place in existence. Why do people go to bars? Why would you go to a bar alone and don't say and you- not expect to talk to yeah, someone? Yeah, and don't say you go there to get a drink because you can drink at home, lady. <laughs> right. Okay? They have grocery stores with alcohol. This Target. is what's happening. Target sells vodka. <laughs> all right? Yeah, don't give me that crap. But that's what she was trying to say. And then, you know, there were a lot of people like me who were like, you don't get to speak for me. No, you don't. You don't get to sign something like this, Mm -mm. all women. No. If you don't want a guy to talk to you, there's this thing that you can do where you can say, I'm sorry, I really want to be alone right now. Yeah, exactly. And then the guy can go away. Yeah. But why be like a rude biatch about it on Twitter and act as though you're like basically hit on constantly and you just can't get a moment's peace? I mean, I'm just, I'm so incredibly good looking. (laughs) Just, just stop ridiculous. it, okay? Just stop. I feel like we could talk about this for like yeah, nine we straight really, years. We really could, but it was it was really important for us to at least kind of touch on the Me Too movement in the first two years. I'm very curious to see where this movement will go over the next two years because we always talk about the pendulum swinging, mm. you know? And I feel like the pendulum went way out. Do you feel like Kavanaugh, though, helped, like the support for Kavanaugh helped write it a little bit i do too i do i really do do. because i think people were like we're looking at yearbooks what the hell (laughs) because don't because don't look at mine yeah yeah christine blasey four yeah what's your yearbook show oh we don't (laughs) you know stories yeah we know and and but that's different right because she's a girl and so somehow she doesn't have to be responsible for her actions yeah it's it's, always a guy but it's kind of like the whole darvo thing with with kavanaugh remember how people if he showed emotion in a sad way like if he cried Mm -hmm. then people were like he clearly feels guilty if he showed anger at the accusations people were like he's belligerent and clearly violent jerk that guy is yeah he totally did he was completely violent but what would a guy that was falsely accused look like Mm -hmm. brett kavanaugh yeah (laughs) this is why exactly all of these he was was a guy who's falsely accused is angry and he cries (laughs) that's Surprise! There you go. Yeah, it's that's what it is. Nuts. Yeah, so I think that he did help the pendulum swing. Mm. I do because I think people in this country were like, "What is going on? What are we doing? Yeah. yeah, what are we doing? Can we, can we just sort of calm down a little bit and all take a deep breath?" And I think that's we are starting to do that. I don't know, but we'll see. That's for sure. No, it's and not a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. You know how this, how Me Too continues over the next couple years. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting.
yeah. to see where it goes. By the way, if you ever want to weigh in on any of the topics that we've discussed, we are very easy to find. Yeah, we are. Um, you can email us. You can email us at chicks at WIBC.com. You can message us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, Chicks on the Right, Chicks on the Right, yeah. Instagram and Twitter. We actually answer our emails. So we you do. can, yeah, you can email us there. It may take us a day, but we always answer them. I mean, I we do, really though. try We hard. always read them. Yeah, we definitely there's read that. them. Yeah, so there's, so there's that. So, so definitely weigh in there. there. And where else? Well, our website is the big one, chicksontheright.com, mm-hmm. where you're going to find all kinds of news of the day stories. You don't want to miss out on those. And, of course, right here, the Mock and Daisy Common Sense cast. You definitely want to subscribe and leave us a comment. You never know. We might read yours out loud. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. It was sort of a, a serious topic. Yeah, but I mean, I still think next we... week we're going to have to talk about more sex robots. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.